0: Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 61 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast, right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Gillio, joined as always by Elliot parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. Uh, we're doing this podcast, a reactionary podcast, on the Friday morning after day one of NFL free agency. So, naturally, Mark and Elliot were busy, and uh, all of you out there were busy checking your phones and refreshing everything all day as the Eagles made a whole bunch of moves from releasing Connor Barwin to signing Torrey Smith to signing Chance Warmack to the big one, signing Alshon Jeffrey. We'll talk about all the moves and where they go next. Elliot, we'll start with you. Um, You know, last week when you were at the Combine, the Eagles were there, and Howie spoke, it felt like Howie was kind of setting the stage for maybe we're going to be a little bit more reserved than we usually are and maybe not as aggressive, and um, that all kind of went out the window on day one of free agency because they were one of the most active teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, before we get into the specifics of the moves and what's coming next, the two things I take from yesterday, one, Howie just literally always lies. And every time he talks, you should not take what he says seriously. Last year, he said they weren't going to draft a quarterback. They weren't going to draft a quarterback. They traded up to uh, to draft Carson Wentz. They said they weren't going to trade Sam Bradford. They traded Sam Bradford. Then at the combine last week, as you mentioned, Joe, he's talking and he says, you know, you know, we gotta we gotta look for the long run. We gotta look for the long run. He talked about, you know, how he's learned from the past mistakes of handing out big deals. And to some I mean, he didn't hand out a big deal yesterday, but you know, then he goes and does that. And the other thing is everyone has been saying since the season ended, the Eagles don't have enough salary cap space to sign anybody. Well, they signed the top free agent on the market. So like, it's fun to discuss the salary cap and Eagles are in a bit of a bind right now. But the salary cap in the NFL almost doesn't matter. They they can do whatever they want. And, you know, so Howie lying, I'm not saying that in a negative way, when he speaks to the media, he shouldn't tell his plan. As he likes to say he doesn't like to give the answers away to the test. But it just kinda it's funny how like, you know, we talk to Howie, we try to decipher what he says and we break down the salary cap space. Yesterday kind of shows that that's almost a complete waste of time.
0: It does. And, and they went out and they were, I mean, they were the most talked about team. I mean, the Browns trade. They always are. They, they always, always are. <laughs> right. There were a couple couple big things that happened on day one of free agency, but the Eagles and all they did, um, that was the biggest thing. Mark, before we get into the specifics of the three players, just your overall takeaway on the Eagles aggression uh, day one with these, these short-term deals, but obviously for some big names here.
2: Well, yeah. Well, the biggest names, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously, Torrey Smith was cut. I mean, I'm not excited. I mean, he wasn't even a quote-unquote free agent because he was a street guy. I mean, they could have signed him last week right, whenever the Niners cut him, right? So that would, I don't even consider that a big deal at all. Um, yeah, I I got to disagree with you guys about salary cap. I mean, yeah, there's ways you you can get around it, but eventually it comes back together. It's like you know, it's like and it never it never seems letter? like it does come back. Yeah, it does. That's why it's why Katie McCoy isn't on his team anymore. All right, it's That's why nice. Connor Barwin isn't on the team anymore. It's why a couple other guys in a couple of days aren't going to be on a team anymore, because it eventually it's like a credit card. Yeah, you can go buy you can go buy all the new TVs and charge up all the stuff you want, and pay that minimum payment all the time. But guess what? Eventually, you got to pay it. Eventually, it's going to come back on you. Well, that's the interesting thing about the
1: move they made yesterday is like they're really all one year deals. I mean, Jeffrey literally is a one year deal. Tory Smith is a 3 year deal, but before, yeah, but before we, you know, just to get it out to the listeners, it's really of the $15 million, the 3 years 15 million, only 500,000 of that is guaranteed. Right. So it's essentially a, a expensive tryout for the Eagles. So I mean, he didn't really commit much to the long term, but what's interesting is he gave on Jeffrey, a $14 million cap hit this year. I mean when I had talked about yeah. the Eagles able to sign people, I was thinking they would backload the deal kind of like Mark just you know kind right. of alluded to. But they didn't. No. They, they committed $19 million, assuming Tory Smith makes a team, which I think is a good shot. Not a guarantee, but I think it's a good shot. That's $19 million they committed this year, which is pretty crazy if you think about it.
2: Which means it's going to cost them – it already cost them Connor Barwin. It's probably going to cost them Jason Kelsey, Michael Kendricks. And Ryan Matthews. Who, and who knows? Well, Ryan – I think he was gone anyway. But He yeah. was,
1: but – well, I don't think Jason Kelsey – I mean – well, we can get into that
0: later on the specifics of the guys.
2: Somebody has to go.
0: So sure they do because the Eagles are over the cap now. We'll get into that. Like what's next after? This. Let's go through the three players that that arrived and and they're going to speak um, after we're doing, done recording this. You guys are going to talk to these guys as as they arrive and become Philadelphia Eagles. But let, let's start with the big one. We could work our way backwards. We don't have to go in chronological order from from what happened the day one of free agents. Let's start with Alshon Jeffrey. That's the one that everyone is is clearly the most excited about. This is a guy that. A few years ago, looked like he was going to be a perennial top ten wide receiver. Had an injury plagued year, then had the suspension with the PEDs last year. Uh, Fifty two catches, eight hundred twenty one yards last year. Obviously, he's had bigger years in the past. Twenty seven years old, Elliot On him, how did? How do you think this happened? Like, wh- and not just the the fact that he accepted this deal, but like this was a two way street. One, the Eagles had to be willing to give a big cap number for one year, but. How did – if you asked me two weeks ago would you know Alshon Jeffrey accept a one-year deal, I would have said no way. Not with all the money out there in free agency. Right. How do you think they pulled this off?
1: Well, all right. So we're recording this on a Friday. But Thursday night, Howie talked to the Eagles' website and he basically said – and again, I just said he lies. So we shouldn't listen to what he says. But this is what he said. He said basically this all came together in the past 24 hours. And he alluded to the fact that they had something else going on that – They were going to do, and then this kind of came along and they did that. So if you take that at face value, it sounds as if reading – just reading into that in the tea leaves, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey liked the offers that were out there for him. I think his average per year was probably a lot lower than he thought. And so he said to himself, I'll make $14 million this year. And then – I mean I do think you know part of the reason for him taking this is he is confident at least a little bit in Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I mean, you don't make a one-year deal if you don't think you're going to do well. So I think his train of thought on this was, you know, I'll go into next season. I'll have a better quarterback than I had in Chicago, a better team overall than I had in Chicago, and I'll, you know, I'll put up big numbers. And then next off season, when the salary cap goes up another ten million dollars, and he, he'll really have the Eagles. You know, right where he wants him. Because if he has a Pro Bowl year or anything close to it, there's no way they're letting him walk. So then he'll get a huge deal next offseason. That's his thought process. The Eagles' thought process is basically yes, you mentioned it, Joe. Alshon Jeffrey, at his peak, was maybe a top 10 receiver, but he's hurt all the time. He's missed 17 games in, in five years. He has the PD suspension, which means if he gets another one, he misses 10 games. So, And I'm not sure Alshon Jeffrey is, like, elite at anything. So I think he's a very, very, very good player. But, like, I'm not so sure. I mean, I was debating this yesterday with some people. Is he a top 20 receiver when you take into account the injuries and PDs? Like, I'm not sure. So the Eagles get him for one year to kind of test it out. And then if he kind of lives up to his potential, they'll pay him next offseason. So I think that was probably the thought process behind the one-year
0: deal from both sides. Mark, when you look at this and the Jeffrey deal, like when when you look at his fit here and and what he could be, do you still look at him as one of those top ten to fifteen to twenty wide receivers, or do you think he's fallen out of that now?
2: Well, I don't. I, again, I I feel very strongly about PEDs. I think to me that's the worst thing a player does. I uh, I don't care about a, a lot of. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't care, but like the all like. The guy smokes because weed, it's cheating because it's yes, it's giving a guy smokes weed. It doesn't make him a better player. It means right. he doesn't smoke weed. I mean, and, I, and that's not right. I'm not condoning the, the you know smoke, although it's, it's legal in half the states now. But um, that doesn't bother me because it does. You know, and even if a guy, you know, and, and again, I'm not condoning guys getting in trouble. Nigel Bradham having a gun at the airport doesn't make him a better linebacker. You know, it's a stupid thing he did and he got in trouble and, you know, whatever. They're they're all – but when you take PEDs, how – why did – first of all, why did you take them? Did you take them because you need to take them to play better? Because if that's the case, maybe you're not that good if you don't take them. I mean, I mean, I always go back to baseball with the guys that hit all the home runs when they were – you know, guys would hit eight home runs. They take – and they took steroids and they hit 40 home runs. So uh, that bothers me more than anything. So I don't know how good he is. Was he and was he always taking them? And he just finally got got caught. We don't know. That's all questions we will never have answers to. So when and if you go back to twenty fourteen, Alshon Jeffrey was a heck of a receiver. I mean, one of the, yeah, one of the best. Fifteen he got hurt. Sixteen he got suspended. Right, he's the Eagles' best receiver. I'll say that. He, he's yeah. probably he's probably the Eagles' best receiver since Macklin, I guess.
0: Yeah, that would, that would, seems like it makes that, that, me, that seems like a fair comp- way to say it. To
1: me, when kind of like judging Alshon Jeffrey, if if you'd asked all three of us two weeks ago, or even you know two days ago, if the Eagles, the Eagles' objective this offseason at receiver was to find a number one stud receiver that Carson Wentz can grow with, would you agree that? I mean, they've basically yeah. said that that was the goal, right? Hmm. And I think by that criteria. Alshon Jeffrey does not meet like that. It's a no with Alshon Jeffrey. He wouldn't have because, been my top guy.
2: He would not have been my top guy.
1: He all right. So I made a big board of guys and I included like the draft, free agency trades, and I had I had him ninth. Wow. Like I had Mike Williams ahead of him. I had uh, you know, Brandon Cooks ahead of him. Like I had there were guys I had ahead of him. But but I guess what I'm saying is on a one year deal, you can't really say this is the guy Wentz is going to grow with. Like maybe he'll grow with him. But I mean, I mean you
2: know, say, Elliot, you say, and I agree with you to some, I, I agree with everything you said about the one year deal on both sides, but there, there is a flip side. Like you said, he, he, like he has a great year and he'll, you know, the Eagles won't let him get away. Well, he has, what if he has a great year, but doesn't like it here for whatever reason, right, right? He doesn't like Doug Peterson. He doesn't like Frank Reich. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you could have a good year somewhere and say, you know what? I had a good year. Now I'm going to New England for 20 million, or whatever. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I mean, wherever he wants to go, he can. I mean, that's the danger the Eagles take by only giving him a one-year deal.
1: Mm-hmm. And and on the flip side, let's they say, me I again. mean, you know, we all think the Eagles will probably be around the same as they are next year. Maybe like maybe a little better, a little worse. But I don't think any of us thinks they're going to go four and twelve or or twelve and four. I mean, they'll right, be right yeah. around seven, nine, eight, and eight, something like that, right? So you think that.
0: Yeah, I think that. But I, mean, I, don't I think just... – I'm I'm closer to 12 wins than I am four. I'll yeah, I, I think – they they won seven last year. If they – I mean it all depends now what they do in the draft, right? Because they have a lot of defensive holes that – Yeah, they better have a draft. Yeah, yesterday didn't fill that. <laughs> I mean I, I don't think it's crazy to think they could win nine or ten games if they have a great draft. But I don't know if they're going to have a great draft yet. I mean we, we have – all we have to go on our, right now is what they did yesterday. Well, what I'm
1: saying though is like the flip side of – yeah. I mean look, if the Eagles have to pay him a ton of money next year – that that does suck. Obviously, you never want to give a player a ton of money because it eats a ton of your salary cap space up. But on the flip side is, what if things don't go great next year Ooh. and it's week twelve and Alshon's not getting the ball a ton? And I'm not trying to be like a pessimist, worst case scenario here, but the the reality is, Alshon Jeffrey's not here to win games. Alshon Jeffrey's here to make money right? Like Alshon Jeffrey did not come to Philadelphia to win a Super Bowl. That's what he'll say at his press conference. That's not why he's here. He's here because he thinks this opportunity gives him the best chance to get a long-term deal. So his goal going into next season is that. So if it's, if it's, you know, week 12 and, you know, the Eagles are six and six or whatever, and that, you know, they're the Alshon's not getting the ball and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like what's his mood going to be like? I'd imagine not great, I mean, so, so like, you know, there's been a lot of comparison to, uh, you know, a lot of talk of Jordan Matthews, say what you will about Jordan Matthews. He has more catches than Alshon Jeffrey does in the past three years. And he's a complete team guy. Like I heard this on the radio yesterday. I think this was a good point. Jordan Matthews said he was going to rent a cabin out in North Dakota for Wentz and the receivers to, to work out off this summer. Do you see Alshon? I mean, is Alshon Jeffrey going to go to that? Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that matters a ton, but my point is the Eagles talked all, all before yesterday about building and building and building. Well, like these aren't really building moves. These, these are closer to win now moves than building moves. And so what that's was why the I,
0: al- think I guess what was here. the alternative though, right? When, when these guys started going off the board – like let's take Howie – I know what you said earlier and I, I'm with you, Elliot, and most GMs lie. right? But let's take him at his word that this happened fast. So, like, as all this is happening and it's fluid and free agency and Deshaun gets a lot of money from the Bucks, and, and obviously they couldn't figure out a deal with Cooks and, the, and the, the New Orleans Saints and Kenny Brick goes to Cleveland. Like, as this is all happening, would the, would the alternative been better? I, I agree with you. This might not be a long-term thing and this might not be something we look back in five years and say that was the moment. But, like, we, the alternative was – what? Like, what would they do? As the other free agent receivers went off the board, they're going to sit on their hands and bring Algalore back, and they could and bring do these? nothing. Well, did, I'll let go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Did, did, did Cooks go anywhere? No,
0: Not Cooks yet. didn't go anywhere. Obviously, they didn't think they could land him because otherwise, they wouldn't have done this, right?
2: I would have waited it out. You see, this is what Howie does, and that's good and bad. Howie's got to make that splash. He's got to do something on the first yep. day. He's got to get his name in the paper. He's got to get the headlines. Wait. Wait – and I thought – Elliot, you and I talked about this. You kept saying how he's going to wait New Orleans out. He's going he's to – because let's be honest. There's no way – This is what but, I thought. Right? I thought it was a great point. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's going to – because let's be honest. From what we're hearing, Cooks doesn't want to be in New Orleans. The players in him are – I mean he's, he's, he's having a, a Twitter – whatever you want to call it. A, a <laughs> Twitter war with uh, some of his teammates there. It, it's, it's, it's not a good situation for Cooks in New Orleans. I think if the Eagles waited and waited, and I know now New England might get them, but they might not. We don't know what's going to happen with England, with Malcolm. You know the, the rumor there. I would have waited. I would have waited. And and guess what? A receiver that I like the best of the free agents is also still out there. Terrell Pryor,
1: who's taking oh, a visit, by the way, which is pretty interesting to me.
2: He's still the, visiting the Eagles. That's like old school. No, 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 not the Eagles. Oh, oh um, he's visiting the Redskins, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I would've waited. I didn't you, you don't have to act the first day. Well and the other thing is, all right, so
1: not to bring up Sam, Sam Hankey, but the thing that Sam Hanke did during his three years when he was here two and a half or whatever it ended up being, is he didn't just like like Mark said, how he just made the move, because like, he like it came here and he like he did like, you know, Alshon was like, Oh, I'll take a one year deal and it's like boom, right? Like Hinky, you don't just have to use your resources to read them. They're just just you don't just have to use your resources to use them. Like if if you're the Eagles and you truly, as you've said multiple times, have three four years down the road, that's your number one priority. Then I I don't I'm not so sure a one year deal is a is a deal you make. Like it just I, like it, I'm not. I, you can't hate it because Alshon's a good player. And yes, they've upgraded at receiver, but it's just. It's weird. Like, you're almost better off taking a chance on Terrell Pryor on a three year deal. I guess so. Pryor is a risk because, I mean, you know, he only has one year of being a receiver under his belt. But it's just like when, when I think it's about. weirdo you know, with bad quarterbacks. Yeah, with bad quarterbacks. Well, yeah, Jeffries had bad quarterbacks. Although Jake Culler a few years ago wasn't that bad. Right. But, I was better than anybody but I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're Howie, did, was this move made with the future in mind? Again, like I, I, don't think you can say that. I mean, the, the, the two guys. All right, if the two guys you want Carson Wentz theoretically right now to develop the most chemistry with outside of Zach Ertz because he's a tight end are Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Matthews. Right now, they are both not under contract in 2018. <laughs> so, so I mean, like if if you if you're the Eagles, are you? Are you saying to Carson like these are the guys are going to be here for a long time develop with them or are you saying what what well, like, what's your mess- message to Carson? I think the interesting thing was how he said to the Eagles website he and this is the first time I kind of I've heard him say that. He said they made these moves to protect Carson Wentz. They didn't say to help him develop, to help him grow, to protect him. They got they, they wanted to get him some weapon. I mean that was that was but, clear. but my point is but my point is like using the word protect to me sounds like these are not like he doesn't view these as long term answers. Like 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 you, you got this to protect him, not so much to help him like develop oh, and right. grow.
2: I'm you know what I mean? Man, I, want, I thought we were going to fight. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with everything you but said. But they
0: could do both at the same time, right? You could protect him and help him grow by having this guy to throw the football to. Like, but both both could be. But what if he there. leaves next off season? Right. What, then you, but but like, what if they didn't bring him in? They still would have to figure out this position next offseason. Well, right? I guess like,
1: that's kind of the point. It's like, are you better off having guys here next season that you know are here for the long run? And maybe they aren't as good as Alshon Jeffrey, but you know they're here for the long run. Or are you better off bringing Jeffrey in who, and I'm not labeling him as a person because I don't know him yet and all those things, but is coming in here with selfish m- motivations. I mean,
0: can we all agree on that? And I'm sure. not faulting him for that, but I mean. Sure, he is. I mean, we see this all the time in sports I mean, the right. one year deal, and you go out and you make more money either with first, that team or somewhere Do we? I'll ask you guys this, and then we'll get into the, the Tory Smith thing and more max. Can I just, I just make, make one more point? Yeah, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. Like, I think when you look at the possible, like, when you add the fact that he's here on the one year deal, which is weird. You add the fact that he's going to be here to make money and not try to win. You add the fact that I don't think any of us—these are just our opinions—thought Alshon Jeffrey were like would have been our top receiver. And then there's just a lot of like, I think like not smoke, but like the PD suspension, the injuries. Like, I just think that for if you if you told me they would have signed the number one, if you told me um, six months ago they would have signed the number one wide receiver on the market, I would just think there'd be a lot more positivity around the move than there is with this. And I think that's why it's like. It's a little confusing. It's a head scratcher because you say you signed the one number one wide receiver. In theory, we should all be saying, "Wow, they fixed the receiver position. They have their number one guy." You know how he went out and spent, and yeah, it's a big deal, but he did it. Blah blah. But instead, we're talking about maybe he leaves. Maybe it, so that's why it's it's hard to to uh, get like completely wrapped
0: around this decision. Do we make too much of this? And I, I mean us, I mean fans. Every time. We, we keep talking long-term, right? How What is long-term in the NFL? I keep thinking about this, especially with the Eagles and, and and what they're doing this offseason. Like, when the Brandon Cook stuff came up, a lot of people kept saying, well, he could leave after 2018 anyway, right? He's going to be a free agent soon anyway. Like, is there any such thing as really long-term? Like, even if you sign a free agent, you probably can get out of it in two years anyway. Do we make too much of that? And I, I don't even just mean all Sean uh, Elliott. I, I just mean in general. Do we make too much of long-term? Like, outside of quarterback, how many guys in the Eagles – are you confident are going to be on this football team in three years? Uh, A couple? I I agree with that, but the difference is Alshon is literally only under contract for one year. Right.
1: So I I agree with your point that you're saying like, look, look, I think the Eagles could win the division next year. So, I mean, like to say that they're building and rebuilding is kind of a weird term. Because in the NFL, it's not like the NBA. So I agree with that. But the difference is like – He's literally only under contract for a year. So you cannot say with certainty that he will be here in 2018. You just can't say it because he's not under contract. So that's why when when you that's why when we discuss like if you take if you they would have drafted Mike Williams at 14 or John Ross at 14 or Corey Davis, yeah. you would say maybe they're not going to work out, maybe they're not term solutions, but at least you know they're here for 4 years and they're going to have the chance to work out here. And they could they they could re-sign Alshon. I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but it's just you don't know, and that's the
0: weird part. You don't. No, that that is, and that gives them uncertainty. Even though there's excitement, there's uncertainty. It's a weird See, feeling. Is, it's a weird feeling. Go ahead, Mark.
2: This is one of the weird things, and I've been saying this for years about the NFL how they do it backwards, and and, and this is and it's going to really this could really affect the Eagles this year. The NBA does it right, and there, there, there aren't many things the NBA does better than the NFL, but the way they do the draft in free agency is the right way. They do the draft first. Then you do free agency, because now the Eagles are handcuffed. If God, like if Mike Williams is there at fourteen, what are they going to do? They can't take I, him, can they? I
1: don't know. That's a tough call. They I can't. mean, but but again, you, all right. So like you look at the receiver I mean, Tor, is Torrey Smith a long term solution?
2: Well, he's not even he's not even that good. Okay, all right, Alshon. Yeah, you're paying him fourteen. I mean, like, I'm just saying they need a. <laughs> They need a corner, so 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 so. I,
1: no, I agree with you one hundred percent. But I'm saying, if we go by the criteria of the Eagles need a number one stud receiver for Carson Wentz to grow with, who fits that description more, Mike
2: Williams or Alshon Jaffray?
1: Mike Williams. All right. Well, I, and I'm not saying I would take him. I'm saying,
2: I, I, I'm, the I'm Eagles saying, Eagles are in a tough spot. Now. It's a right, but if they did the dra- if it was an NBA, the draft comes first. You see who's there for it. okay. Williams. I think
0: you're right, Mark. Yeah, it, it would if, make a
2: lot more sense. Isn't it better? Every team tells you. Oh, we build through the draft. We draft, and then free agency we use. as we draft. Then why not do what you – why not do that first? It just? Well, I think the difference
1: – I mean I think the reason is because it guarantees that more players – like more veterans get a job. Do you those, know what I mean? Not,
2: you're not going to fill all your needs in a draft. Like, when's it going to be there for some team?
1: So no, that, but but also you know, was, to, to talk specifically about the Eagles, like I'm sure Howie did this thinking – like he just came from the combine. He probably – has he probably a rough knows, idea got you, you. don't know for sure, but what yeah. sorry. I agree.
2: No, I agree. He probably thinks Williams isn't
1: going to be there, right? Right. Exactly. So that's why he makes the move. But then again, you never know. Maybe the what? night before the draft a video comes out of him smoking weed <laughs> out of <a> mask and, <laughs> and, he, and then he's you know. there. Right, exactly. So I don't know, but I agree. They have to take a corner. And I'm not saying you draft <laughs> for need, and it does fit nicely because the best well, player well, might will also will probably also be a corner. But
2: yeah, I mean I'm just saying that was off that was totally off topic, but I just it's been, it bother it's bothered me for years that they don't do the draft first.
0: No, your way would make a lot more. say it would, it would be more logical to do it that way. We have it this way and the Eagles have all Sean Jeffrey. All right, quickly, let's touch on the other two moves on day one of free agency. And then we could get into, you know, what's next, which is going to be, uh, I'm sure, you know, Eagles fans are trying to figure out how they're going to get into the cap and, and really how they approach the, if they do anything else in free agency. And then of course, the draft, but Let's start with Warmack and, and Torrey Smith. Mark, you can go first on this. Thoughts yeah, on those? Please two? let Mark go first on Warmack. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but my thought is on Warmack, he was such a good college player. I haven't watched Tennessee closely enough during his time there to know what went wrong. He obviously they didn't love him because they didn't pick up the option. Um, um, the Stoutland thing is interesting to me because that's his coach from Alabama. But go ahead, Mark. Uh, Torrey Smith and then Warmack.
2: Smith first? Yeah, Smith first. Smith can run. I mean, I talked to uh two or three personnel guys about him early in the day, right when the Eagles uh signed him, and we thought that was that was gonna be the big move today. The um they both said the same exact things almost, which is rare. I don't always get the guys to say exact. He can run. He can still run. Uh not a good route runner. Uh he's basically a go, you know, have him go deep. He's he's not gonna he's not real pre- precise. A- average to below average hands. Uh, great kid, I was told. Great guy to have in the locker room. No, he's not going to—he's not a troublemaker by any means. Like a lot of wide receivers, he's—he's he's not that diva. Um, but you know, he can run. So I mean, if the Eagles just want a guy that can stretch the field, which they don't really have, so that is a plus for him. Um, He's—he'll—he'll—he'll he'll, he'll do that. Now I think he's going to disappoint some people when he—when he is open and Carson throws it to him and it bounces off his hands or something. But. Um, <laughs> At, you know, at, at at worst, at worst, he's going to be a deep threat. And any deep threat has to be defenses ha- have to pay attention to you because you are, a de- you know, so he may, you know, he may cause a safety to play deeper, which will help you over the middle. It could open things up a little bit for Zach Ertz and Jordan Matthews, who I think are two very good receivers, by the way. I, I, I think both of those guys don't get nearly enough. Um. Accolades, I guess. Yeah, they get
0: beat up by everybody. They're they're not, not bad players. Not
2: bad. They're they're actually good players. Yeah. they're not great players, but they're good players. I mean, a lot of teams would like to have either one of those guys. Uh, you know, see again. And then, all right, and then Kent Warmack real real fast. Listen, nobody likes Alabama players more than I do. But if you look at Alabama offensive linemen, they are all great at Alabama, and none of them really turned out that well in the NFL. I mean, Barrett Robbins, Barrett Robbins was tremendous at He played. He was on, what, two or three national title teams, played center one year, left tackle another year, got the, um, was it the Outland Trophy for the best lineman, I think once or twice. He's not even in the league anymore. I mean, the Eagles brought him in because of Stoutland. He was cut by the Rams, cut by the Bears, cut by the Eagles. I mean, uh, DJ Fluker, uh, an, another first round pick out of Alabama, just got cut by the Chargers. For some, I don't know if it's the Alabama system, which is just so good or whatever they do there, but. They're linemen. They're always well-regarded, but they never pan out, and WarMack's another one. He just hasn't – he's been terrible in the NFL. The thing
1: about uh, – I'll start with Warmack is – I mean I, I agree. Like I, I like to think the Eagles aren't signing him to be a starter, but I also think that if you look – I mean they allowed Alan Barber to test for a trade, which makes me think they're obviously not super high on him, um, and they probably also knew they were signing Warmack. Warmack comes here on a one-year deal, again, a guy that's trying to revive his career – and, you know, kind of like turn it into more kind of like Stephen Wisniewski last year. And, you know, to just be frank, I think it's I think Wisniewski made his opinion pretty clear all year that he's he was there to get a new deal and to play. And he wasn't exactly team first, rah, rah. So Warmack's going to come in. He has Stoutland as his coach, who he was at Alabama. So that's probably, you know, I would think Stoutland's a little partial to him. Um, and it's good for Warmack. Maybe he can turn it around. But I think Warmack's going to end up starting. I mean, I don't think. I would be interested to know how many guys sign on day one of free agency and don't end up starting. So I I think I think there's a good chance he ends up being your starter. Um, and if that's the case, that means either Isaac Sam Malu, a guy they're really, really high on, for good or bad, they're really high on, is either going to be riding the bench or he's gonna be starting at center. So I'm curious as to what the Warmax signing means for Jason Kelsey. And then also the cap situation. But I, that was kind of the thing I read into more that they they've signed their starter at guard. Barring a com- catastrophe training camp, Warmack is going to be their
2: starter. At I guard, agree. Right. So do I mean, Elliot. Though just, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but they like. I mean, they're like like you said, they're not crazy about Barber because they didn't give him a chance to shop as. Maybe he. Beca- I mean, I think in a perfect world, on a on a Super Bowl kind of team, if, if you know the New England Patriots, the Atlanta right. the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alan Barber is the perfect sixth man on your line. You don't want him st- – because he can play four positions for you. He can back up at both guards and both tackles. That's a great guy to have on your team as, a, as in that role. Right, just, right? Maybe the Eagles say – st- maybe they do keep Kelsey. I think they get rid of Kelsey. But I think if Kelsey stays and he's your center, you could put Brooks and Wormack at guards and make Barber that perfect what sixth. What about
1: some Sam Mala? He's your center.
2: He's your backup center.
1: He's your backup center, though.
2: Well, if Kelsey's still here, he's got to be in.
1: Okay, I, I I agree, but you're the one that always says third round well, pick, second.
2: So. I think mean, I wrote today when I did the salary cap. I think Kelsey's going to go. I don't think but You think Kelsey's going to stay, right? I think Kelsey's
1: going to stay. I, I, well, actually, I said that stronger than I feel it. Like. I, I think Kelsey. <laughs> I, I think Kelsey is gonna like gun to my. I don't. I think, don't know because if they, they, they if they have, if they all right if there was a trade market for him, I feel like that would have happened already. Maybe they're banking on during the draft they move him, but like, then what do you do? Like, let's say during the draft you don't get a good offer, what do you? I mean, you just cut him. Well, that's I mean, that's I mean, not to sound like a four year old, but like that's not very nice. Like he's oh. been with your team for how long? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, know, you want to?
0: He, he's
1: the kind of guy you want to do right by him. Right? Exactly. You think you're they just they would string him out to dry all off season, and cut him at the last moment after the draft and after free agency.
2: No, I don't think it gets to that point. I think they trade him or cut him in the next couple days.
0: All right, so let's get into that. What's next here, right? Uh, because the Eagles are over the salary cap. We thought a lot of guys would get cut because I, I think there was an assumption if the Eagles were active, they'd be more well, long-term. Wait, can, I give my, can I
1: give my take on Torrey Smith real quick? Oh, yeah. Go well, ahead. Well, it's really quick. My thing is we can debate up and down how good and bad he is. The Eagles only gave him 500000 guaranteed.
2: So Tells you something right there. Yeah,
1: that tells you all you need to know, and it also tells you all you need to know that that's the deal he took. So the rest of the league probably wasn't throwing a ton of money at him either. So And the Joe Douglas connection comes back here, right? right. I mean, yeah. how many free agents do you think sign and they, they want a free agency and you go, they're not a lock to make the team?
2: Not many. Not many. No,
0: right. he, so, he probably falls on the – though I, I'm with you from earlier, Elliot. I, I'd imagine he's on the yeah, – He's going to – I mean, yeah, I think he will make the unless team. He's
2: but, all, unless he's Ruben Randall. If, if he goes out and has a Ruben Randall-like preseason right. – Right. Or
0: what if what if Nelson Aguilar plays really well? Exactly. It feels yeah. like they're building in they're building in options for themselves, right? That's what I kind of see. Is yeah. they go, they go to training camp. We don't even know what's going to happen in the draft yet. But like, if Aguilar sh- shows he's that guy they thought he was three years ago, then goodbye, Torrey Smith. Right? If if Sayamalu is so good, then who cares about Chance Warmack? I, I. It feels like they're building options for themselves. Which... Well, I,
1: I I could see a world where they keep where Aguilar is really good and they still keep Torrey Smith. But I I see yeah I see your point that yeah and I mean. So I I think Torrey Smith will be okay. I think you know, me. me, He did average twenty yards a catch only two years ago, which is not anything. Just look over. That wasn't like you know.
2: And somebody said to me, one of my guys said to me, he just didn't look into it in San Francisco. Maybe coming back east is what he needed. Well, I'll I'll buy that. I mean, yeah, it could
0: be. I I loved him when he was in Baltimore. Well, I will
1: say how he said on the the Eagles' website last night. He didn't even gloss. He didn't even pretend like he was going to San Francisco. He said, "We think we're getting the player that was in Baltimore."
0: So
2: if they do, that's a good player.
0: It is, yeah. No, it's certainly one that changes, uh, changes the d- dynamic of the offense. All right, so let's look forward here. What, what happens next? So we thought there'd be more cuts, or at least I did, on day will, one. If, if they're going to make some moves, I figured, all right, you know, you'd have three or four guys cut, and and they'd have to clear out space. They only cut Connor Barwin. Now that was a big one because it was a lot of money. But Barwin's gone. Kelsey's still here. Um, Matt, Matt, Matthew's obviously they might have to wait for the injury to to figure itself out. But Kendricks is still here. So. Mark, what do you think happens next? Do you think they're gonna cut these guys, trade them?
2: And and well, where do you think they're at here? I wrote um Friday morning. I have a story up on NJ.com on who gets cut traded. How can they get they need about they're about six million over right now, as we speak Friday morning, right? They're about six million over, and they're gonna need another another five to six to sign their draft picks. So they got to come up with about eleven million dollars, eleven million between eleven and twelve, and they, and you probably want a little bit in the bank as well too, right? You don't want to be right at the cap. So, so here are some things they could do. If they can find somebody that wants Chase Daniel, and there was some rumors of teams maybe wanting to trade for him, if they trade Chase Daniel, they save six million right off the top. However, they would then need a backup quarterback because as, as great as we think Carson Wentz is, you can't just have one. So she's right, right. gonna, and even a bad backup quarterback's gonna cost you two, two to three million dollars. What's Nick
0: Foles gonna cost us?
2: Two to three million.
0: You think
2: so? Oh god, yeah. If Mike Glennon can get fifteen, Nick Foles can get two, right? I Come think on. that's
0: fair, and I'm not even a Foles fan. That that seems fair.
2: I mean, the, the quarterback money is silly now. It's just silly. Case Daniel looks like a bargain today. That's I agree. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so but I would say if you traded Daniel and you signed Nick Foles. And you come away three, maybe you come away three, four million ahead. That's not that's something. Here's something no one's talking about that they could do. They could redo Brandon Graham's Brandon Graham's uh, salary cap next year is seven point five million, which isn't crazy, but it's seven point five million. If they redo his deal, he 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 makes six point five this year and six point five next year, so he, he has thirteen million coming to him over the, over the next two years. They could tear that up, give him like another, or extend them another three, four years. Turn that thirteen million into like a ten million dollar signing bonus with a with a base of like one or two, or even give him twelve million. Say so he's still making his thirteen. That would lower his cap to like between three and four million. You save three or four million there. with right. me. So yes. all right. Now I, here's five guys that you could cut, and I don't think you would even miss any of them, and and you would save over five million, which would cover like the draft picks: Marcus Smith, Ron Brooks, Doriel Green Beckham, Matt Tobin. And Elliot's favorite player of all time, Taylor Hart.
0: i <laughs> not Come Taylor. On, man. he's on offensive line now.
2: This is yeah, a big, well,
0: big, He's Jason Peters' is replacement down the line. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Well, you, I'm serious. If you, you cut five, those five guys Smith, Brooks, Beckham, Tobin, and Hart, you save over five million. That could cover your your, your draft picks. I would do that tomorrow.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't think they're going to cut Marcus Smith, but I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I I mean, mean, uh, so if you're six and a half under now,
2: you cut – you save – you're eventually going to cut Ryan Matthews. That's, yeah, that's but f- what are you going to save on that? You might have to give him an injury settlement. He's not going away. He's not going away, OK, guys. Uh, he's going to say, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. You're going to have to give him something to, go, to walk away.
1: All right. All right. Well, Michael Kendricks, if you post June 1st, cut him is $5 million. $5 million, right. So then you're, there you're down to one. And, I mean nobody wants to hear it, but – and I don't think they're going to do it. But if the player – if I'm the Eagles, the player I'm trading is Darren Sproles. Saves you four million dollars. He's old, so he's not like building for the future here. He's still good, but I think you could get something for him. If it really is his last year in the NFL, don't make him drudge it out in Philadelphia going seven and eight. I mean seven and nine. Like trade him to a contender for a low pick, right? You save four million dollars. Use that low pick you're gonna get on a draft on like, you know, Donnell Pumphrey from San Diego State. Like take like a take a guy that, you know, it makes more sense to what?
2: Take another sprouls. Take another yeah, guy. take
1: another sprouls. Right, and so that saves you four million there. I'm not. I wouldn't be huge on trading Chase Daniel just because I think he he still I'm benefits. you saying you could do that. Yeah, that is right. But if I had to rank like my options in terms of my top option would be would be cutting Kendrick's. Not because I don't like Kendrick, but just because I, they're going to do it anyway. So that would be my top option. And
2: you would post June 1st them.
1: I would post June 1st them. Yes, that That's saves five. me five.
2: Now you need six more.
1: Right. But well, you're including the draft. And also, let's note this is if they don't sign anybody else.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, sure, before right. you guys go on, do you think we're, they're done here? I mean, no, I'm not no, talking about. Done, but, okay, I'm not talking about someone that is on a $500,000 deal just to come into. I, I mean, do you think they're done with free agents or no? No, I bet they signed
1: two or three more guys that are okay. like
0: guys. Like, oh, you know, like, defensive players?
1: Guys like Ron Brooks. I think they're going to sign guys like Ron Brooks.
0: Just to have bodies before they Ooh. go into the no, crap. like guys that Probably like cut.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> who I want to cut <laughs> right? No, I think the guys that are, that make like two three million a year. So then they need money. So this is all they relevant. Do. I, I know they do. I'm just saying, I don't think they're I don't think they're done. That's well, they got to come
2: up with even more. I, I
1: said gotta, at the top of the show that like we can debate it and figure it out all we want. The salary cap is, is work they can work around it. So, but, but well, not really though. They got to cut guys
2: to work around it. You're, you're you're trading Darren Sproles, who was one of their best offensive players. Right. Like
0: but that, I think saying. that's Elliot's point. Like, if you want to, you can do it. Right. Sure. It may bite you later, but you could do right. it. I mean, not, you, right, right. But if I say if you guys, you, you, don't they're they're sign, you don't think they're going to sign, you don't think they're
1: going to sign any more free agents. Sure. I bet they signed somebody today. Might Friday. Be. On
2: Friday.
1: Might <laughs> I'm just saying. I think.
2: Like well, when when is the date? Everybody keeps asking this, and I should know it, and I don't. When do they have to be under the cap? Because they're over the cap this morning, as we speak, Friday morning. I
1: mean, maybe when training. I mean, because I.
2: I, Well,
1: I know they. I think when they start to pay the rookies, maybe they have time. We get what I mean. Yeah, when Howie was asked at the combine, Howie was asked in regards to the start of the league year if he had to be cap compliant. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing here. I remember him saying something like there is no real date when you have to like – like he made it sound like this was not a pressing matter basically. Well, was what but he there,
2: was. Is a, I, there is a real date. I just don't
1: know what it is. There is. But my point is I think it's not like
2: – June first. For some reason, June 1st sticks in my head. That's why they have the post-June 1st thing. I, don't, I could be wrong.
1: I just think if – like yeah, the, there's enough guys on the roster – and this is probably why they only won seven games last year. But there's enough guys on the roster that you can cut
2: and not like – so I gave you five. That guess you five million. What? I gave you five. That would get you. That would save you five million. So right. Yeah. You get rid of all of them,
1: and you get rid of Kendrick's. That now you're up to ten. You know. I mean, I'm just saying. I think there there's room. Yeah, there is. But you're getting rid of a lot of guys. You yeah, know, what, a lot of the guys we're mentioning are very good. You don't know, like
2: my redo Brandon Ram?
1: I would do that, but I don't. I don't. But then again, like to go back to your credit card analogy, if you lower his cap hit lower than seven and a half this year, mm-hmm. what's it going to be
2: in three years? Two well, years? Well, you're going to have to resign him in three- anyway, aren't you? I mean, well, here's what you got to say to yourself: I would do it. I'm just, saying, Brandon, I'm just saying, is Brandon Graham a long-term piece to this team? Yes. Then you didn't do it because you want him. You don't want to. He you don't want to risk losing him anyway, right? But you know what the weird thing is,
1: and maybe maybe the Alshon Jeffrey thing really did change everything. But if you're the Eagles, outside of Ryan Matthews, because. Because Ryan Matthews has the injury, so it's a different situation. Which, by the way, that ended up really hurting the Eagles. I know it but hurt. They Ryan can't Matthews. cut him, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, to have that happen in a meaningless game in week, I think it was fifteen or whatever.
2: Like that, oh, really. It was in Baltimore. But but so what's it is the rule so. It with is that? so. Does fitting? he have
0: to show he's healthy before he, he has gets be cut healthy him. before you
2: cut him? You got, he has to pass a physical. You can't cut a guy who's hurt. If he got hurt playing football, if he got hurt in a car accident, right? That's different. He got hurt playing. It's like workman's comp. I mean, right. He got hurt playing for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. He- so what they can do is they can
1: essentially, but they can like they can buy cap space in a way. Like they can say to him, like,
2: "Here's two million, go away."
1: Right, and so then they open up three million instead so of four,
2: million, whatever.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that that's what'll happen. But I'm just saying, it is kind of fitting that this is how Ryan Matthews' time on the <laughs> but. Um. I mean, I, I guess what I was saying though was like, there's enough guys. I think they can get rid of to to create the space.
2: Oh you yeah. Know.
1: Yeah, but it's just it's just a matter. Well, this oh yeah, so this is what I was saying. So if the Alshon Jeffrey thing really did come together in the past twenty four hours, and it was kind of an impulse buy, like what maybe the Eagles don't have a plan. Nay, really? (laughs) Like I mean, I'm say is like you know we're talking about like you know cutting Kelsey and Kendricks and all these guys. Like if you know that if 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 they know what they're doing and they have a plan in place, why isn't this not done a week ago? I understand holding on to them close to the to the cut date because maybe you try to trade them, but at this point, I mean, I don't see what what the holdup
2: is. Like, like, this is a team that traded their starting quarterback nine days before the season opened.
0: But so. isn't there something to being isn't out. there something up, though to being yeah. fluid and and to allowing yourself to change? Like, you have to have an overall plan. I agree with that, and I I can't answer the question if they have one or not. But like. If you, if Alshon falls into your lap and it's a one year deal and you don't even think Kelsey and Darwin are good players anymore anyway, then like, why wouldn't you do it? I don't disagree, but my point is
1: so as we sit here, or when they agreed to Alshon Jeffrey, did like how concrete is the plan that they had to replace it? To, 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 you see what I'm saying? Kind of like if they signed my favorite player, Kenny Stills, if they signed Kenny Stills, you're probably looking at a cap hit in the first year, half of what. You know, Alshon Jeffrey it is maybe if they
2: traded for my favorite player, Brandon Cooks. Right Right, exactly. So my point is,
1: like four days ago, if you believe Howie, the Eagles did not plan on paying Alshon Jeffrey fourteen million dollars in one year. And they probably didn't plan on paying any player fourteen million dollars this year. That makes sense. So so my point is what's their plan now? Like is it the same plan they had before? And how much did Alshon Jeffrey kind of change everything? It's it feels not, to uh, me like
0: the plan was to help Carson Wentz, and this became the best option in the moment. Certainly, that's my best guess. That's option yep. in the moment.
2: Is the key words, Joe. That's
0: well, I mean, yeah. you can't. Some, but some stuff's out of your control, right? Like if if, if the Saints are asking for a first, you're not given a first, and, Wait, this, and he still so it back. And yeah, gets. what are you going to do?
1: So this kind of goes back to the, the beginning of the podcast: Is Alshon Jeffrey good enough to throw away your your blueprint?
0: But what was the blueprint to upgrade wide well, receiver? I don't think the blueprint was to pay
1: a wide receiver $14 million for one year. I'm pretty sure, sure that wasn't in the blueprint. Yeah, so is, yeah, is he good, I, I is he good enough to do the that? Plan. Like again, like, and, and to bring the Sixers analogy back in, like we always say like the Sixers are co- collecting all this assets, all these assets so that when when a, a James Harden becomes available, you can strike and get him, right? right? Like is Alshon Jeffrey your, your mm-hmm. James Harden, your Paul George? Like is this the guy where you say, all right, you know, screw the cap situation I had before. I'm giving this guy $14 million for one year. Like, is he
0: that good? I'm no, not saying I think no. throwing something against the wall and hope it works. Well, well you wouldn't give James throw. Harden deal either,
2: right? <laughs> what? If, if you're signing James Harden, it's for more than one year. True. Well, right. so, so let's, say, let's say the Eagles really
1: didn't three years ago, I mean, sorry, three days ago plan on signing Alshon Jeffrey $14 million for one year. Think of how many things this decision impacts if that is truly the case. They really they really like Alshon if that's the case because I guess they don't like him enough to sign him past one year. But regardless, like if you really all of a sudden ha- I mean, he's the he now has the biggest cap hit on the Eagles like like by far. Like I think he's like 5 or 4 or 5 million more than anybody else on the what,
2: roster. What what's Fletcher?
1: Fletcher's not that much this year. I think the the biggest is I actually have it right here. Um so the okay, so Jason Peters is eleven point seven, so he's three and a half or you know two yeah. and a half more than him or whatever. But then Lane Johnson's nine, Fletcher Cox is nine, Vinny Curry's nine. So I mean, he's making considerably more than almost every single player on your roster besides Jason Peters. So this is so like it just feels like it was a spur of the moment decision, and I just wonder how much how much this changes things because of that spur of the moment decision both in the cap situation you got to make this year and your plan long term. Let us go this out. Go there. ahead
2: Mark. It's out there. And I, I just thought of this as, as you're saying this like maybe this was all on maybe it was Jeffrey. Maybe like w- I, again if, if you believe point. if you believe what's been re- reported and some I don't believe everything because people make stuff up. I'm not saying the writers, I'm saying sources make things up to make themselves look better in the no long run. If the Vikings offered a longer, a longer term, more what you would think kind of deal. Jeffrey was going to get, right? Like a
1: like 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 a Bradford tax, like paying a little extra for having to play for play for. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> and by the way, he turned down money to not play with Sam. Yeah, yeah. he was like, I'm making no money it's in Minnesota. That,
2: <laughs> a, yeah, that, that, that was good. Um, no, the Vikings offer a longer term. The Colts are there. We don't know what the Colts were offering. Maybe Jeffrey didn't want, obviously, he didn't want the Vikings deal for whatever whatever reason. If there, if there was a Vikings deal, but go ahead. Maybe he just said, maybe him and his agent said, We want a one year deal. Whoever's going to offer us the most on a one, that's what we're taking. We're taking a one year deal. Tell me how much you're going to pay me for one year. And the Bears said, Well, we'll give you 10. And the Colts said, Well, we'll give you 11. And the Eagles said, We'll give you 14. Everybody said, Oh, we're done. I don't know. I mean, is, is that possible? That it was all Jeffrey saying, I only want a one year deal. Give me your best one year deal.
0: Maybe. Could have been, right. And the Eagles were the team willing to do it.
1: Also, when you first started picked. this, I thought you were talking about Jeffrey Laurie. And maybe he stepped in and told him to do it.
2: No, but, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um it. Yeah. But then again, it's like, is a one year deal it, how much does a one year deal benefit the Eagles?
2: No, no, it benefits Jeffrey more than the Eagles. Well that's Jeffrey. what I'm saying, right.
1: So the Eagles basically bent over backwards hard for Right. Jeff. We all right, let's and is yes or no? Okay, let's go around to wrap because we're gonna wrap this up. Yes or no was the Alshon Jeffrey signing like was it worth all this?
0: It's funny. You I was gonna say the same thing. We've had the same question here. I'll go first. Yes. I, I think that getting a weapon for Carson Wentz on a one year deal and look, I'd feel different about this if they had to cut three or four guys that came out of nowhere, right, to clear the cap room. But I mean, you guys were writing about these guys that they might now cut getting cut anyway. I, I don't think they think they're any good anymore or they're not worth being here anymore. Now, we could debate that, but it just feels like the Eagles feel that way. So I don't think it impacts that much, and it it gives them a chance to find a guy that could be here long-term. For I think the risk is worth uh, what it takes to get him. That's my take. The fact that we
1: even needed – you even needed that much to explain your yes shows that it was not an easy yes or no decision, right? I mean like if we're talking about – them doing whatever, like you know, so trading for Brandon Cooks or you know drafting Mike Williams. It's a pretty easy, like yes. I I agree with you. I think
2: actually I don't. Mark, you go. I'm still kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. I, I don't know. I mean, Elliot, you and I spoke the night before free agency during the tampering period, right? And that's when we, you had written a story saying that they were going to be in on AJ Bowie, and both of us thought they were going to be right down to the wire with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, And I told you, man, if they sign – if they trade for Cooks and sign Bowie, I'm going to write a column saying I take back every bad thing I've ever said, almost every every bad thing <laughs> I've said about Howie Roseman because I think those two guys would have – that. then you would have been talking about the future and planning and growing and two young nice. good players that are – that could really change the course of your. And Jeffrey's not old. Let's just put that out.
0: Twenty-seven, there. right? Right. But he's been But hurt but, but the
2: one-year deal complicates things. So I
0: agree. And like and like Mark said earlier, he's a he's a guy that's had a PED complication. That that might be my biggest. Fear. That's what I don't. I, I that's just the can't. one that I fear the most because I don't really know how great he is.
2: I don't. I just don't. I, again, and that's why I can't love Jeffrey because I'm so anti-PED. You don't know. What I mean, that's my one thing. I right. mean, other guys are anti-wife beater, anti-punching your girlfriend, anti-marijuana smoking. All that bothered you. Don't get me wrong, but I could. I could. I was going to say it. you might want to clarify that. <laughs> Go ahead. <though. laughs> I'm not. I'm, but again, I would sign a guy that was suspended for smoking weed, thinking, all right, tell him stop smoking weed. Then a the guy that tested because I know the weed didn't make him. If he if he was smoking weed and still catching 80 passes, he's pretty good. You yes. know <laughs> that didn't make him better. PEDs make you better. They're called performance enhancing drugs. That's they enhance your performance. So maybe he's not that good without them. I don't know that. So. That bothered me a little bit about Jeffrey. That, that's the – because I liked him a lot till last year. I liked him I, – I thought much more of him until he got suspended last year.
1: All right. So yes or no?
2: No. So you don't like the signing? No, I don't I don't hate it. But no, I, I would have rather had Cooks or Pryor. <sighs> I – Or a corner. Man, yeah. I really can't decide. I, I kind
1: of think – I'm like 51% yes, 49% no. Just because – Yes, we've discussed the, we've discussed the negatives a lot. There are positives too. He's a good receiver, he's going to help Carson Wentz, all those things. If he's really good, you pay him next off-season, but then you're paying a really good player. You get him in the building. But I'm 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 not I'm not like and again, they're fans, so I understand why they'd be very excited, but I'm not like all these people that are like super enthusiastic about it. I don't see that. And let me ask you guys one more thing before we wrap up. Go ahead. Were there character issues with Alshon Jeffrey in Chicago? Because I heard, I heard people on the radio discussing, like saying he's not a good guy. Was that a narrative with him in Chicago, or or is that not?
2: Well, all those Bears that that one year they all kind of like. Remember Cutler was fighting with with Brandon Marsh when it, they were a good team, like they were a winning team that year when they had, right. when Cutler had a good year and Marsh they had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. When weren't they always all of them fighting on a like? Cutler was a hard guy to get along with, from what I'm told. Right? I mean. He brought a lot of it upon himself, right? But so everyone's well, fighting in the. Barrier. I'm just saying that might be one
1: more thing to consider bringing a guy in that maybe isn't the best guy, and also on a one year deal.
2: I, I still don't, think I thought about as much as PEDs.
1: <laughs> so actually, you know what? In retrospect, if I were the Eagles, I wouldn't have given him a one year for fourteen million dollar deal. Deal, I would not have.
0: So you flipped to 49 the other way? Yeah,
1: I flipped because I like if you told me you signed him to a long term deal, then. I might be on the fifty-one forty-nine, but one-year deal, fourteen million dollars of cap space—you handcuff yourself for the draft. I mean,
0: but long-term <laughs> deals more risky, no? Because he could he, be a, a PD guy or a character guy. Like at least you could feel it out. You this can way. protect yourself.
1: Oh, maybe I'm back to fifty one forty nine
0: all right, next time we talk, maybe we'll have even, even stronger feelings on Alshon. Um, all right, we'll be back soon to, to do more of this. Obviously, we'll start getting ready and leading up to the draft and if the Eagles do anything else. Um, but the Eagles were, as always, active when free agency started. Sean Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Chance Warmack, all now Philadelphia Eagles. Connor Barwin no longer hey, can an we, Eagle. Let's
2: talk about that for one second. Connor? Am I the only person that thinks they're going to miss him?
0: You're one of them. I think you are the only person that thinks. I, I mean, I, I think they're going to miss the guy. He was a good guy. I, he was a really good eagle. I just don't think he fit this scheme, right?
2: Like he, had a, he was I not best. But I just think something about character and leadership. I know that they're like, I'm, I'm old, and maybe I think that's more important than it is, but he, was a, he had a, a presence in that locker room that's going to be missing.
0: And you're replacing it with Alshon. <laughs> All sons for, got to play defense, Fenton. I, I think they'll miss that uh, part of the mark. I do. Yeah. He was a good eagle. He was a good signing a few years ago. He really worked out.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I understand why they did it. I mean, they, had, they need to get money from somewhere. But I just think they're going to miss him more than people. Everybody's like, oh, good, get rid of him. I, don't, I think they're going to miss him. Like Somebody else, again, somebody else can assume that role. I don't know who. Like Fletcher Cox would be the obvious one, but he, that's just not in his makeup. It's not what he does.
0: You know? Right, and when Connor Barwin's winning a Super Bowl for the Patriots next year, we'll go. We'll we'll look back to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah, bro. <laughs> all right, Eli, thanks for doing this.
1: Yep, no problem. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode sixty-one of the No Huddle Show. We'll be back soon as we start getting ready for the rest of the offseason and the NFL Draft. Eagles with a big splash on day one of free agency. Thanks for listening on NJ.com.